So, I've been demoted even further in my podcast standing, uh, literally, because now I am sat on the floor in my closet. So, I don't, I don't even have a stool to sit on. I'm, I'm testing a theory that I've um, been hearing a lot of ambient background noise on my end of the feed, and I think it might be the stool I'm sitting on creaking, so now I'm on the floor to, like, flatten out my surface area to okay. make as little noise as possible. So, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Knock on wood. We'll see if my back makes it through the whole episode. We'll see. Um, you can only go up from here, though, so... Yeah, literally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Welcome, everyone, to... Uh, I forget... What is the name of our podcast Kingdom again? Kingdom Hearts by Heart. I've been so for- forgetful lately. I don't. I don't know what's happening. No, just no clue little things just just keep slipping my mind. <laughs> and this is episode twenty something. So twenty two, baby, where we will be discussing. I don't know a whole batch of worlds. A lot, a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. But we're, we're powering on through it, just like Sora and his misguided devotion to climbing higher and higher to the castle. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, follow him along on this crazy ride. But before we get into it, as you know, mm-hmm. you know, much like how Sora likes to take little breaks through his Disney worlds, just totally divergent from the reason why you're here to actually see him, uh, we like to take little breaks in the game corner. So let us let us summon our game cards in front of the door Jeez. <laughs> to recount the previous week's memories of our precious game time. Precious. Precious little on my end, unfortunately. Oh no. It's been a very long week. Very long week. Any time spent not gaming is time not well spent. Yeah. So I was ahead, so far ahead the last time we recorded. I was like, there's no way, and I like to be ahead because we had, I don't know, in case anything comes up, like this week, I want to be caught yep. up, but uh, <laughs> I had to wake up and power through the last two worlds that we're about to talk out, so it's, uh, yeah, it's been a time. Um, yeah. Besides playing uh, Recom, uh, my other precious little time, I've I've been playing only like in spurts, basically, Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, the only thing notable, Ooh. I would say, is that I've kind of spent this week learning other roles uh, in all my years of playing MMOs. I've only played damage classes, DPS classes, so mm-hmm. I decided it's time. Well, I had a healer in Final Fantasy. I had uh, the class that turns into White Mage, Conjurer. I had a Conjurer at level 10. Very very, very baby. Very baby. Um, but this week I decided, mm-hmm. hey, I, w- I really want to dive into healing and tanking so i should probably start leveling up my classes so i had a, a friend of gotcha. mine out uh, because well when you party up m- most of the time when you party up you're gonna go through dungeons basically so i had them be i was practicing healer so i had them be the tank there's two dps's and then i was healing and the two dps's are just random people you queue up with but healer and tank mm-hmm. are the most important classes, so I was like, can you help me out? Uh, it's interesting, obviously, not being a DPS. Uh, but also, not, I guess, this is also low levels. This is like level... Mm-hmm. I guess level for 14 dungeons would be like 15 to 20. So I've played tanks and healers like in things like Overwatch, things that don't require hours of 
learning the character right. too much to grasp to grasp with straws. So it's been a process. It's nice having queue times that aren't like five plus minutes because as everybody, I should say everybody, but most people are DPS classes, obviously. So if you're a healer mm -hmm. or a tank, oh, I see. you're more desired. So I think my queues have been like five seconds long. It's like, okay, click button and we're already in a dungeon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's nice to be needed. It's nice to be wanted sometimes. But uh, yeah, that, that's about it for me. I've also had a relatively light week, comparatively. So yeah, I finished the Big Shark game and <laughs> nothing's really changed. So I'm glad I spoke about it last week because yeah, it's it's the same game like throughout the whole running time. Basically, like you get what you get, mm -hmm. uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think it took me about 10 hours. I did end up uh, 100% completing it. I got a platinum mm, nice. to add to the collection. So, yeah, it's fun. Uh, Maneater is the game I'm talking about, by the way. <laughs> my my criticism stands that, like, it could be so much more. So, like, mm -hmm. you have, like, your little talent tree, which is basically, like, you can add, like, th you have, like, three different quote-unquote builds for your shark. There's, like, a bioelectric shark, uh, a bone shark, and then... Uh, shadow shark so basically like electric um i guess like pure offense slash kind of like tanky mm -hmm. and then like poisonous is the shadow one Ooh. which is like okay that's cool but like you <laughs> like all your mods are broken up between like oh like jaws fins tail body oh but like you don't get certain like you don't get enough to complete the set until like really late in the game for um the shadow and mostly the shadow but yeah then there's some other piece from the other set so like you don't have a whole lot of options like early to mid game of like exploring like oh i want to try this build because like they get pieced out so slowly mm -hmm. so it kind of like throttles you into like oh be the bioelectric shark which i mean it's cool but there's not really much of a choice of like oh this 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 fits my play style and then even when you do have all the pieces like they really don't change the game that much it's really just bioelectric is more effective against fish and then bone is more effective against boat and then shadow is i don't even know i guess the quote-unquote all-arounder okay and then yeah you get like lots of little perks of like oh like you know just like little buffs sort of but they're also not super exciting so yeah if they like I was saying last time, if they, like, made a sequel and, like, really kind of pushed it further, I feel like it could be something really cool. But right now, it's just kind of a proof of concept that, like, it'll be a, a fun weekend if you, like, get into it. But, like, mm -hmm. definitely it doesn't have a lot of staying power. So, yeah, definitely get it on sale if you're interested. I would not pay, <laughs> I think, $40 is the going rate. Like, it, it actually just came out on Switch Ooh. Yeah, which is always exciting. But yeah, it's going to be like full price there. Um, so I would not recommend that. But gotcha. yeah, if you can find it for cheap, good old sharky fun. Can you invest in any of the trees no matter... Are you committed to one tree or can you be flexible? Nope, you can switch between them at any time. Oh, okay. And then you can like even mix and match so you could have like bioelectric teeth, bone tail, shadow body. Okay. So... Yeah. Because I've seen someone, I've seen one of my friends play it, and I just couldn't remember off the top of my head. Because I feel like, especially when the trailer came out, there was so like, I don't know, it only really showcased like this is this like you know there was no mix and match. There was like 
Here's bone. Mm, here's electric. Yeah. Here's poison. Pick the playstyle that matches your. Well, pick the tree that matches your playstyle. Go ahead and have fun. Right. Yeah. Like you can mix and match, but like, there's no real benefit to it because then you get like an armor bonus when you have like a matching set. So uh, you pretty much want to stick to just one. But yeah, that's that. And then after I finish that, I guess I have card games on the brain because. Well, we spoke about it last episode. I think you mentioned it very briefly. But uh, I started playing Slay the Spire finally hey. because it's uh, it came to PlayStation Now this month, which oh, is super perfect. awesome. Yeah. And even more exciting is um, uh, you can download it. So some games you can only stream, but then others you can just download just to have. And then I think it's like a licensing thing where like if you don't have the membership, then you can't play it anymore. But you can like have it on your hard drive so that way you don't have to worry about connection issues. So that's super handy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I played that for a little bit. I only put in like maybe three hours so far. Nothing crazy. And spoiler alert, it's a much better deck builder than Chain of Memories. <laughs> Gasp. Big la gasp. <laughs> if you like deck builders, if you know, if that's your thing, if you like trading card games, like th- this game will do it for you. <laughs> I really don't have too much to say. It's good at what it does. <laughs> so I played, I think I played through uh, two runs so far. One with like the starting character. The character yep. No, three. The starting character and then the, I guess that's like a thief character next. And then the like robot character. Robot. And yeah, it's fun, but... I'm glad I waited until it was free because I'm just not quite into it. Maybe it's because earlier this year I got so into Dicey Dungeons <laughs> and it's very similar gameplay where I'm like, eh, I don't really want to do this again. But I think I think it's like the art style that's just not doing it for me. And I, I think I made a comment about this while I was playing Dicey Dungeons. Of like, a game's art style goes a long way in like getting me hooked. Yeah, so yeah. Dicey Dungeons is super cartoony and fun and has a lot of personality. This game, the art style is more generic. Like, it's just kind of, like, standard fantasy tropes. Not to say it's, like, off-putting or, like, boring. But, yeah, like, the gameplay is fine enough. But, like, I need a little something else to, like, keep me wanting to come back. So, I'm not sure how long I'll stick around for it. But, yeah, I'm glad I finally got to try try it out. I think I might table it for now. But maybe someday down the line I'll I'll get back into it. Because it's just, you know, deck builders are, like, pretty slow so maybe because i'm also playing chain of memories at the same time i just don't want to <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah i was thinking i was thinking that although i do want to play probably once we're done with calm or maybe between this and reverse rebirth i may just uh, spire runs can be very very short but also very very long so we'll see but i definitely want to play a little bit in between to remind myself what a good deck builder looks like <laughs> But, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. No more game coder or Lee Payne. Yeah. So, we last left off... Uh, what floor are we on now? We're on floor five. Five? Yeah. So, uh, as we mentioned last episode, we're just going in the same order we did for Kingdom Hearts 1. So, up next is Monstro. Here's, a, here's another man-eater. All right. It's Monstro time. So, you waltz it, and then it just doesn't waste... It doesn't miss a beat. In terms of, oh, Pinocchio, it's you. <laughs> what the heck are you doing here? Exactly. It's, li- it's it, I feel like it isn't, isn't exactly what Monster was the first time around. But... Yeah, it's probably the closest so far. Just because Monster is such a simple uh, plot anyway. And then, you know, there's really only two characters. Exactly. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, Pinocchio is trying to help out Frater. And then he sees you and he warns you. Um, that, that's really it for this first cutscene. <laughs> yeah, he just wants to find a way out, which I don't even think he wants to do in the first... In KH1, it's more of just like... He, he, I remember he like drops the item on Donald and he just try to walk over to the ship. And then he, Riku's like, I'm going to steal it. I'm going to lure this puppet away from you. Yeah, he's more actively trying to help escape. Whereas, yeah, in the first one, it was Marchepetto kind of leading that charge. And Pinocchio didn't really seem to know what was going on. Yeah, yeah, because you even talk to Geppetto and then you, in the background, like during the cutscene, Pinocchio just walks into the first chamber. Yeah, exactly. He's like, Pinocchio! <laughs> so, that's that. We got our puppy boy, and then, uh, yeah, it's Monstro, and it's actually not too different from how it was in Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah. <laughs> how that level was designed, exactly. it was just kind of a bunch of rooms connected in weird ways. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> There's a few new things. There are, I wrote them down as weird acid nipples. I don't actually know what they are, and I'm too <laughs> smooth-brained to look them up. But there's just like these little, <laughs> I don't know, inner acne? There's like just little bumps everywhere and they'll spew out acid gas you hit them they go away but uh uh, monster has been i don't know eating mosquitoes for whatever reason but he's got weird bumpies all (laughs) all on his inside and actually do like at least the thought process of this introduction we now see a bunch of like clocks everywhere which will become a map interaction throughout the rest of the game they'll be like clock or time-based times and you smack them well one they're interactable so they drop moogle points or hp balls or cards uh, but they also mm-hmm. stop any enemies who are around you that have materialized so ah, you can stop somebody and then nice walk touch. into battle and they'll be stopped or you can use that chance to uh hit them and go into battle instead but it's nice touch and then literally i think in one of the key rooms they mentioned something about uh, I think Jiminy mentioned something about oh there's clocks everywhere and man, just re- re-remembers us that Geppetto is a clockmaker and I was like oh look at you thinking <laughs> look chain of memories look at you look at you trying oh my goodness yeah so we get our wishing star card if you want to run through those stats real quick <laughs> wishing star it's finisher's bad so probably use it as your first or second card in a combo if you can it recovers very quickly has an A cost for uh, break recovery and also an a an a for cp cost so it's a pretty cheap card it's just a better kingdom key if if that matters to you it exists yep so we get our first cutscene in the key of beginning room with geppetto same situation with meeting pinocchio this one's pretty close to what he says in the first game yeah um, nothing really jumped out to me here no except for getting high jump exactly <laughs> So, I I wrote down this note, and I could be wrong, but I, f- I'm, I am more than sure that the movement abilities are only in Recom. Yeah, I'd buy that. Does High Jump even, like, like does it even make a difference? Does like, it matter? Do you need it? Yeah. In some of the later <laughs> worlds, in some, some of our, I guess, our, our second batch of world cards, there are definitely some ledges that I can only get to with High Jump. Like, I have to jump okay. and then, like, grab onto it and then flip up. Okay. So yeah, that's that's that. Um, does does Pinocchio go missing at this point? I forget. <laughs> I he <laughs> he might. I think that's very similar to the first game of like we talked to Geppetto and Pinocchio. Yes, because I think we find we're gonna when we go to Nikita Guidance, we literally confront Pinocchio 
We're like, dude, what are you doing? So let's let's go find that puppet, but we're going to run into some new friends on our way there. <laughs> yeah. So I guess just like KH1, this is the first time we're going to see uh, the search ghosties. Yep. I, I will say it's very jarring going from final mix into calm because in yeah, fi- in final mix they have um... their, their festive recoloring and in recalm they're there. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, it's these guys. Yeah, I guess that's probably one good thing I could say about Calm is, oh yeah, like if you want to see the original color palettes for the Heartless, they're all here. Mm-hmm. And the old tried and true colors, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, the, the ghosties exist. They're not too much of a pain. I remember yep. we were talking about Halloween Town in KH1. The sometimes the search ghosts have like these weird spirit orbs floating around them and i think we were both like what the hell is this and don't really mm-hmm. didn't really remember i know one of their attacks in recom is it hits you and it makes those spirit orbs appear and they recover health i'm not sure hmm. if that's different than the original but i noticed that i was hit a few times well by search ghosts here and search ghosts that we've seen after this and just be like recover and i was like oh, no i don't i don't want you to live please please let me get to this world gotcha. the other new heartless is the good old tornado step okay i i did put tornado step in question mark question mark question because i don't i think i only encountered them like two or th- like a very small number of times so yeah i didn't get too many on my end either mm-hmm. yeah they're they're cute i didn't have a particularly tough time with them they have a lot of sixes I've noticed. They like to spin. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, also, I noticed uh, in, in, spoiler, Hollow Bastion, because they show up again in Hollow Bastion, they are movement, they have like, it's only a move. I mean, I say move, I should literally see them moving, but they'll spin. And so I'll, all of a sudden, I'm surrounded by tornado steps, and I'm like, I'm being attacked! And I'm like, oh, I'm not really being attacked. <laughs> they're just all, they're like basically sprinting to my location, but, right. you know, but they spin at, they like, you know, they propel at you, so I'm like, ah! Yeah, no card, no attack. Exactly. They throw out a bunch of sixes, so that's always a pain in the ass, but... But I like their design. It's very, uh... Mm-hmm. Very Pokemon-esque. Very cute. Yeah. I think I just noticed their little legs in Lily when I was playing yeah. this morning. Yeah, they're not so good at the legs. Let's see. We eventually catch up to the little puppet boy. Uh, and then he's in dire needs of a pep talk. And Goofy says, hold my shield. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He gives him some advice about, you know, be brave, uh, it'll all be okay. And then <laughs> he has this amazing line where he says, put your trust in Goofy. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, like it's like a catchphrase or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I also kind of like how he's like kind of throwing shade at Donald and Sora. Like, no, 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 you can, you can trust me. Like these other guys, uh, I wouldn't be so sure, <laughs> but just, just listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. Only, uh, only goof all the time. Yep. <laughs> but then it gets weird because then Donald tries to join the pep talk. And, I mean, first of all, Donald just isn't really good at being nice. <laughs> but, like, it's another case where just the dialogue is so far off from what the character would actually say. Like, I don't remember what it was exactly, but it was just, just like, super forced and, like, just really over the top in terms of like being cheesy. He was mm-hmm. like, if you're just courageous, you can do anything or something like that. Or like, Geppetto will forgive you no matter what. And it was just very like, 
I don't know, like after school special. And it's like, oh, my God, this is all right, Donald. Thanks for ruining the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Don does best. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pinocchio gets a little a little too big for his britches. And oh, look at that. Yeah. You got trapped in the parasite ran, cage. Ran directly into parasite cage. Yay! <laughs> Get me out of here. At least he doesn't say that this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we twist. We uh, we twisted things up because parrot. You know. I think. Sorry. It's probably the first world where we fight the boss uh, early. Or it's not the key of truth room at least. Yeah. Like Wonderland had the card fight uh, for the key of key of guidance. That'll happen a few more times. But yeah, this is the one where it's like well this is the main boss but yeah he comes out a little early so yeah it's time to fight this big old parasite not the greatest moment yeah so i guess i'll say i do kind of like how a lot of the com fights they're not just literally copy paste um usually they'll shake up the arena in some way so we saw that with uh genie jafar even though that wasn't super great (laughs) it was made worse unfortunately but yeah, yeah, it wasn't just but, copy and pasted, at least. They're... Yeah, so similar situation here with Parasite Cage, where instead of, like, the central platform, you just have, like, four or five smaller platforms that you gotta kind of bounce around to avoid them. Yep. And then uh, the gimmick card will kind of clear the area and, like, give you a whole floor to stand on. Like, it'll wash away the acid, praise, and then naturally stun old Parasite Cage. So, yeah, use that whenever you can. But other than that, do the thing you do with every other fight. Choose the card that's higher than its card. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of annoying because he has... He and Al has a... I mean, he, still, he still does his like acid spray, but he has like an acid ball move that kind of homes in on you. And mm-hmm. our, our newfound platforms, uh, just like comparing KH1 to Recom, uh, were built on a very, very flimsy budget. So if you stand on them for like a five, if you, I'm not even sure what the time is, but if you stand on them for a little while, they shake a little bit and then they dissolve mm. into the acid for uh, a while. So you got to constantly, mind you, Parasite Cage will probably have you constantly moving around, but be careful about Right, camping. like I didn't, I didn't have that happen too mm. much. I did because I think I was, I was jonesing for a cure. So I was, just, I was like, I was waiting for him to throw something out so I could card break oh, with cure. Yep. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the platform's like, wobble wobble and I was like, oh no! Yeah, but yeah, other than that, nothing too crazy. Yeah, uh, I like the fact that he's much more easily stunnable compared to KH1. And also when you attack Wiz, when, uh, oh, yeah. when he's stunned and you attack the mouth. Uh, he Because you're probably going to dip your toes in the acid more times than you want to, at least the, yep. the fact that he drops HP uh, when you smack him in the face, or smack his uh, open yeah. mouth, belly, something... He, uh, you know, it makes the fight not as unfair. So, I'll take what I can get. Yeah. But once you beat him, you get the Parasite, uh, get his signature card, which uh, always nullifies the enemy card. Yeah. So, like, I don't really know what that means because I haven't used it, but I guess, like, it doesn't matter what the value is at all. It'll cancel it? Or, like, like, all your cards will nullify the enemy cards? It is... Even the internet barely knows what this card does. Because I immediately, I immediately tested this in a... We're going to H-Town next. Spoiler alert for t- t- 10 minutes in the future. But uh, I tried it after this because I was like, always nullifies. It's a one use, too. So it's like... A, it's like I'm like, is this just like a secret Trump card? Like, doesn't matter if you throw out a 0, a 1, or a 99. 
0.999 damage. I'm gonna just nullify it. And I tried, hmm. I tried to mess around with it, and I, I got no results. And the internet seemed to do the same thing. It doesn't work really well, so we're just gonna ignore it. <laughs> yeah. So once you beat him, uh, Pinocchio's still trapped, but uh, maybe it's just, you know, Castle Oblivion messing with Sora's head, but he just takes this, like, tough love approach where he's basically just like, you got yourself in there, you get yourself out, you dumb puppet. <laughs> <laughs> And they're just filing with their nails while Pinocchio's like, the acid, it's it's starting to seep through my skin. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, aye. But yeah, I just, they just start to jump up and I forget even why they even come to that conclusion. But it's just like, if you jump up and down, it'll surely let you out. So really, really, Pinocchio's the one that destroys Parasite Cage. Yeah. He's a stone cold <laughs> killer. Let's be real. And that gives them the bright idea of, wait a minute. If Pinocchio escaped Parasite Cage by jumping around, maybe we could do that to escape Monstro. Even though Sora and Don Goofy can just literally walk out, because it's not actually a whale, but whatever. I guess they're invested. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll get to the Key to Truth room, and then... <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone, to the first annual Monstro's Belly Brawl! <laughs> yeah, so instead of a traditional boss fight, we have a... Uh... Horde minigame, essentially, is what this is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And I want to I wanna say in the original calm, this is just... It might have a minigame aspect to it, but I don't think so. I think it's just an endless number of shadows that come at you. And I think after a certain amount of time, after you defeat a certain amount, it's just... Oh, you win. But for, for Belly Brawl, we have to... They're all shadows. So every time you beat up a shadow... There's a meter that goes up, but you have to fill up the meter before uh, time runs out. And I will say, I definitely failed this at least once. Yeah, I didn't really have any problem with it. But um, yeah, because it is like a timeline, or um, a timeline, obviously, that's stressful. So, play your cards right, kiddo. I don't even know if I, I eliminated them too quickly or too slowly, because the second time I just made a deck full of just attack cards, just so I can mm -hmm. beat up everything. And I was at the point where I was... I destroy every shadow in the room, but the meter wasn't full yet, so I had to wait for shadows to spawn, and I was like, I don't even know what the optimal strategy is Oh, here. wow. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Sounds a little janky, if you ask me. Definitely. Like the rest of this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, once you win, somehow that, that plan worked, and then <laughs> I just noted Sora has this really dumb line where he says, Now I know what it feels like to get shot out of a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Has that been on your mind a lot, Sora? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this game's dialogue is trash. But yeah, it works. And then that's 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 pretty much game. They all yeah. escape. They live happily ever after. Yeehaw. We do get a Dumbo card for beating Monstro. Yeah. It is... Very appropriate. Yeah. Since that's where you get Dumbo in the original game. Mm-hmm. I've only used the summon once, and it was uh, pretty underwhelming. So... Then again, yeah, it's, I haven't it's even a, bothered. It's a Dumbo 4, so by the time we start to... Well, by the time we're at right now, 4's... Um, 4 summons, specifically. Low low number summons, on, uh, unfortunately, just get completely out. Yeah, you're not gonna really get a lot of mileage out of that. Does <sighs> he just do his like little um, like water spout thing? Yeah, he does it... Uh, it's a summon, so Sora always disappears during the summons. But yeah, he just he kind of very slowly moves around as like the water spouts like an initial right. burst it's bedtime 
Yeah. And then, like, pauses and then does a second spout. Um, it did, yeah. I didn't notice, like, it doing any noticeable damage. So I immediately took it out of my deck after I tried it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really mess around with summons much just because exactly what you said. Like, why bother? Because the cards, the value's so low, so... Mm-hmm. All right. Once we get through Monstro, it's all. It all starts coming back to Sora. He starts to recollect this mysterious girl that everyone's super excited about for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I took note of just just how awful Donald's delivery of the first line is, where he says something like, "Sora, have you started to remember anything about that girl that you told us about?" Like it, it feels like. Text to speech, but you know, with the Donald program. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that was distracting. But uh, the the real meat here is we get a little cutscene of Baby Sora and uh, Baby Riku, Baby Looney Tunes. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he starts to remember her. Like, oh, she was just a lamer. She didn't like to actually swim in the beach. She just liked to draw. Uh, then me and Riku would fight each other and give each other wounds and cut each other until we bled until a victory say, was decided I cut and then his hand once <laughs> yeah <laughs> we beat each other with wooden sticks until she drew one of us <laughs> <laughs> i just i now i just have like an image of like soren ruku fighting and then nominate drawing one of them but her drawing pad is over their face then she lowers the drawing pad it's like sora with like these cartoonish like size welts on his face and like a tooth missing going like yeah (laughs) yeah like they're definitely because they use like their their child child models they definitely look too young to be playing like that (laughs) yeah it's it's essentially (laughs) so it's kind of weird (laughs) yeah oh yeah it's definitely just uh their child models like rigged and doing like yeah i know that they're at least their base stance like sora kind of crouches and holds his keyblade in front of him Ricky always has like uh, his uh, weapon like raised above his head, but they it, it definitely it moves very like they move very quickly for what what six seven eight year olds, if that yeah <laughs> I always thought they were like four and five. Oh but... wow I always I imagine they were like probably like what like third graders. Yeah I don't know I was gonna say well in Birthday Sleep we see their models but. We don't really know exactly when that cutscene takes place when it does show them, so... Well, no, we do. BES is yeah, 10 no. years before Kingdom Hearts, so they would be, like, uh, f- Sora's, like, 14... Sora's yeah, so, yeah, they're Sora's four years old. <laughs> <laughs> they're literally... <laughs> they, uh, their parents send all their kids off to kindergarten, <laughs> and just Sora and Riku bandaged the hell up. Yep. <laughs> Train them young. Oh, my God. But, yeah, Sora starts to remember her, but he can't remember her name. But, yeah, they, they start to realize that thing that everyone's been telling them about how they're losing their memories. And then, suddenly, it becomes a race to see who can lose their memories faster. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's Goofy who says, come on, we've got to forget things faster. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, you idiots. You're being played. Mm-hmm. Or are they? Well, Jiminy at least makes the... I'm pretty sure Jiminy makes the sentence... Or sentence. Uh, Jiminy states, like... What's, basically what Sora's going through. Like, literally, like, we... As we forget things, newer memories... Or I shouldn't say newer memories. Memories that have been locked away in our hearts could start yep. to reemerge. Which is what they're, they're being like. This is why Sora's remembering Nominate, right? Right, guys? Totally? 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Jiminy's the only sensible one here, and it's really frustrating. Oh, always has been. <laughs> so, yeah, after that, we get another cutaway to uh, them organization folks. Larkseen and Axel, like, how much time do they spend just sitting around this room waiting for Sora to do something? <laughs> Uh, based on my playtime, I can imagine, now I'm just kind of, now you say that, because I think I'm about 25 hours into the game so far, at the end of the second <laughs> batch of world cards, so I just imagine, like, them just, like, sitting in around, like, in chairs, just staring at their big mystical orb, being like, it's been three right. hours, and he's still stuck inside Halloween <laughs> Town, what's going on Exactly, here? like, this is really entertaining for them, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they just have more bad guy banter basically but um yeah axel starts to let on of a little little soft spot and then naturally in our scene teases him about it mm-hmm. like oh like what do you want with sora it all kind of bleeds <laughs> together because i feel like they talk about this every time we see them <laughs> this is the uh, maybe it's mentioned again i think but yeah this is the i remember because alex 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 axel's kind of like a sheepish look like he's like like, the camera faces yeah. him head on. He's, like, kind of looking to the bottom, right? Like, he's, like, directly avoiding eye contact. Larsine's like, Yeah, he starts, starts pouting. Do you care about Sora? He's like, no. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. We know he does. That's pretty much it. They're they're still scheming. Exactly. <laughs> Keep an eye on them. Yes. Although, uh, Larsine goes, she's like, I'll test. Oh, I think or Larsine says, no, give me those cards. I'm going to test him next. And they have a little mm, banter. Right. At first, it seems just very much like, you know what we're here for, right? And uh, he does bait Larkseen into revealing their true intention. Well, at least somebody's intentions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> into how, what are we going to do with Castle Oblivion? And more specifically, uh, the spiky-haired teenager. I think this is where they reveal they want to take over the organization. They want to use Sora. Mm. So, yeah, stay tuned for that subplot. Mm-hmm. But for now, we're going to continue our trek, and next up is Halloween Town. Boy, oh boy. And right off the bat, yeah, I forgot that they actually had their costume change, so yeah. that was cool to see, because um, for, for some reason I thought that it was just normal Sora, but I think I'm thinking of when Riku comes to Halloween Town, and he's just regular Riku. Correct. Um, he, is, he's, he is Riku, but his character model, just a little... Someone turn up the grayscale. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a... I guess everything in Halloween Town has, like... Yeah, like, they, um, the yeah. Keyblade also has, like, the little filter, which it doesn't in Kingdom Hearts 1, which I talked about that in our Halloween Town episode. It's like, the mm-hmm. Keyblades stand out just because they're so bright, but, mm-hmm. yeah, they carried over the, the Kingdom Hearts 2 effect where they actually changed their appearance slightly, so... Gotcha. That's gotcha, cool. Gotcha. So, this first cutscene is confusing to me because... They act like they don't know where they are, and they don't they don't really say hello to Jack or anything, and we kind of touched on this last episode, but from here on out, it's not clear, like, do they remember the characters, or do they not? Because, like, here they act like, ah, they're, like, they're like scared of Jack, and they're, yeah. like, they have no idea of who he is. But then, in, like, the next few worlds, there'll be other characters where, like, oh, hey, so-and-so, and then others who they're, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, I I think you had mentioned it later on, and I think I've just come to the conclusion that we remember... It's very off-putting because Traverse Town is like, Hello, friends, do you remember us? No, you don't, but you know our names. But then every other yep. world after that, 
we basically go into with I, I think we mentioned last episode that they either go with fresh eyes like we remember nothing or they're just playing yep. coy the entire time for absolutely no benefit but yeah and then sometimes it's just they're like <clears throat> neutral so it's unclear if they actually know the character or not exactly because sometimes they're just like hello person like they you know yeah. they're just kind of thrust into a situation and sometimes they're like and they're like they're like jack i'm like ah yep exactly uh, at this point, I've just decided to stop thinking about it because it's it's not it's not yeah. very consistent. So they meet Jack, and he has this whole little intro spiel, uh, very similar to how he's introduced to both the movie and then Kingdom Hearts One, where he mm-hmm. rises rises out of the slime fountain. Yeah, one thing I, I noticed is I, I did like Jack's personality and the few cutscenes we have of him. Like, he's very lively and playful, and he, like, teases them a lot of, like, you know, trying to scare them, basically, which is fun. So that was yeah. Good characterization from my boy. Yeah, because I think Lily Donald's like, oh, we're, have you looked, have you seen us lately? Like, we're, we're the ones going to be doing all the scaring. And cut mm-hmm. to Jack scaring the ever-living bejeebus out of them two seconds after that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. And we find out that the Heartless are actually uh, antagonizing the town this time around. Like, Jack's not trying to get them to join a celebration. Like, he's he's actively looking for a way to get rid of them, which is very different to how he thought of them in the first game. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, let's let's, uh, let's go get them there, Heartless. Um, But not before... I guess Jack gives us, he, he teaches us the ways of terror. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a new slate. Um, I forget the combination exactly, but it's like Mushu and Semba and then something else. But yeah, it turns around. They start to, they'll run away from Sora, which is uh, nice. There's like a, I don't know. I, I always think of them as natural and unnatural combinations, but there's some slates that we get that are based in friend cards, i.e. like, there's like I think yeah. for I think for terror it's the Halloween Town version I'll say that we can use Jack for I think it's Magic Summon Jack it requires a bunch of magic cards whether they be spells mm-hmm. or summons but again yeah I think once we're out of it it is what you were saying earlier like they show Simba and Mushu I think it's either those two I think it's those two in a magic card yep like I do like how um. Uh, we'll see it more over the next few worlds, but um, I do like how they like expand on the summons and give them new moves through slates. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Like that's not just one and done. Like you can actually use them in different ways and different card exactly. combinations. So that that's kind of cool. But yeah, let's get this show on the road. Naturally, we got our white knights and gargoyles back. Um, they they do the same thing they did in Cage One. <laughs> exactly. Not much. Not much different. Really. Yeah, and then we get our pumpkin head card, which, as far as I can tell, is almost exactly the same as Wishing Star. So <laughs> exactly, I think, I think this the first two moves are be- like the the one hit the the first and second hit are literally a tad better, but I think all the other stats are exactly the same. So why bother? <laughs> so yeah, we get a cutscene with the doctor, Doctor Finkelstein. Yep. And he's this world's I've seen through the Matrix character, basically. Correct. <laughs> sort of. It's weird. So, like, he's on this whole tangent about, I'm going to make a potion that'll make you remember your true memories, which is just, like, a whole other level of, like, okay, well, the other characters were warring Sora, but now this character is actively making a potion that theoretically could make Sora remember everything. So, like... I'm about to dive in. 
Like, what would happen if he actually takes the potion? Like, would that just counteract everything? You know, the Castle Oblivion magic? Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's weird. Oh, definitely. It's a very, it's a very uh, compared to Halloween Town one and what we're gonna see in two. Definitely, it's a Fing- it's a Finkelstein move through and through. What if I just tried to break the game or break the story, yeah. basically? Because <laughs> what the first time we tried to control the Heartless and then we tried to make a heart last game, right? Because Ugi then ate the heart. Yep. So yeah. it, it's it's weird. I don't really understand like the effectiveness of this potion and where you got the idea from, but. Whatever, he has this whole theory that it'll unlock your true memories. Because, again, everything everything has to tie back to memories. Memories! And we find out, oh, Sally has the missing ingredients once again. So, You're about to say just like last time. Yep. And then I love the line where Sora asks, can I tag along? And then I love how Jack's response is, uh, what for? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just being like, well, sure, Sora, like most characters would be. Like, I like how he's actually... It, it kind of implies that he's like, uh, oh, you're 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 still following me? Sure, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but Jack, I'm the pro tag. <laughs> so, yep. Well, we got our marching orders. So we march on down to the key of guidance room. Yep. And once again, Sally's the wet blanket. Oh, <laughs> the potion. Yeah. It might kill us all. <laughs> She's not wrong. But also not incredibly justified, unfortunately, via the story, either. Yeah, like, I guess, who was it that originally drank it? Was it Oogie Boogie, or was it the the professor? Whoever. They, like, had a sip and then Heartless appeared, so uh, I guess that's Jack, her theory. I think Jack and both Feinkelstein, Finkelstein, uh, both mentioned, oh, I took a whiff of the potion. Like, they literally they oh, just right, uncorked right, right. it and just smelled it, and then Heartless were like, yo, 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 what's going on? It's so powerful. It's like your grandma's perfume. Yeah, like, I don't understand how a memory potion would summon Heartless, but whatever, do you, game? Uh, because Heart is the darkness's true essence, don't you know? Oh, yes. Right, of course. <laughs> um, so she's all weary, but uh, before they can even make a decision, uh, what's up, losers? Oogie Boogie's back. Back yeah, and I love how he he like literally just drops in on the scene. Like, oh, I guess I'm here now. <laughs> he was wait. He was he was waiting in an airship above. He's like, no, yeah. <laughs> and just jumps out. Uh, so he 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 pulls the oogie boogie, and he naturally steals the potion. So guess we gotta go get him. Guess he's gonna be the final boss. Woo. So once do you find him in the key of truth? Naturally, he drinks it, and then. He gets a few Heartless... Or wait, does he get the Heartless to show up? He does up, not or? get Heartless to show up. He drinks the potion, and all of a sudden he is, like, terrified. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. Mm-hmm. He's, like... It's, like, almost like he's sympathetic, and it's, like, this just took a weird turn, because he's, like, cowering. <laughs> exactly. I mean, in the in the fight, he's still kind of, like, oh, I'm Oogie Boogie, I'm a pain in the butt. But, yeah. But in the, the cutscene, he's, like, get away from me! Right, it's not really mentioned again. Exactly. So, like, the potion is now confirmed for... Well, I guess it was never confirmed for actually recovering memories, but that was the intention. So maybe it was just a really bad batch. But a potion that was originally brewed to restore your memories actually summons Heartless if you smell it, and then if you drink it, you're just paralyzed with fear. (laughs) (laughs) So side effects may vary. Exactly. Talk to your doctor. Please don't drink if you're pregnant. (sighs) But it's boss time, baby. Yeah, I like... 
so like I was just saying about um Parasite Cage, like the arena is kind of different. Um, so it's it's still like the whole roulette deal. Yep. And yeah, basically you want to keep chipping away at like his little gate. So it's it's a little repetitive because it's kind of like, all right, am I making progress here or not? Like, what's what's going <laughs> on here? Yeah, we have to break his attacks, and you'll see the, you'll see the gate lower bit by bit. But it, it's definitely not noticeable mm-hmm. at first. But once you once you stare at it for more than a few seconds, you realize, oh, I can almost hit him now. Yeah, like at first, I was like, uh, what, what am I supposed to do here? But mm-hmm. yeah, especially when you get the gimmick card, which will lower the gates, then actually stun him. You're like, oh, okay, that's, that's what I gotta do. It's a perfect so. timing. Yeah. So I, I, and I realized this, I don't think it was, because he, he still has his dice attack. He has a different variation of like the buzzsaw that comes out. It's almost like, it's almost like Pong. Like it just shows up and then starts bouncing off all the, the walls and attempt mm-hmm. to hit you. But. The dice, even if you don't, well, he'll, he'll throw them once they land. The attack ends, but the dice exists. And now, just like the original, they, they roll and it determines what the attack will be. If you crack the dice, you do, I think you get a chance at a gimmick card. I don't think it happened every time, but mm. that's the way to cheese out a gimmick card if you want it. BT dubs. Uh, but other than that, pretty straightforward from, from my time. Yeah. Not much else to say about that old bag of bugs. Uh, you beat them naturally. Oogie drops his card naturally. Oogie's card gradually restores your health. It's a uh, not not the best, but if you're ever, I should say I sh- actually now I look at it, I probably should have used this card. Uh, a lot of my early level ups I spend on card points, so or my card point limits. So I I tend to yep. be behind on health. I feel like it, but if you ever yes, if you ever like oh I really need to be healing. Uh, Oogie's card will gradually heal you a little bit ten times before it disappears. Yep. But, yes, they go back to Finkelstein's lab, and he's like, uh, he basically comes to the conclusion that darkness, cough, cough, I mean fear, is the true essence of every heart. And Finkelstein's like, oh, I'm gonna make more of this dang god potion, don't you know? And so, I forget if it's Jack or it's uh, Donald and Goofy who are like, well, do, Sora, do we want it? Do you want to try this? And then I remember he rem- he uh, remembers his promise to Axel. So he's like, mm. yeah, like what the hell? <laughs> he's like, I'm just gonna co- I'm gonna fight my way through the castle. Basically, he like makes the promise that he wants to figure everything out on his own for some reason. He's not gonna phone a friend for this one. <laughs> they say their goodbyes, and then I love Jack's line or his his farewell is, "May you always enjoy being frightened." <laughs> So, yeah, they had a spooky good time, but it's time to get back to that there plot. Mm-hmm. scene enters the fray, and she antagonizes Sora. And I like how, um, in addition to her, her verbal sparring, she, she, she starts throwing hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting, because you very rarely see characters, like, actually fight physically in mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts, so... Like, actual choreographed in the cutscene yeah. itself. Yeah. <laughs> Because this is a game about smashing people with giant keys. We can do the fighting ourselves. Sora's starting to to recollect, or to remember, uh, the mysterious girl's name, but it's coming back in fra- fragrance, and uh, at first he just has a, a one-piece call out to, to Nami. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, wrong, wrong anime. <laughs> exactly. And then... Yeah, Larkseen kicks the bejesus out of him, and then, what's that? Oh no, it's my precious star charm that I've always loved. (laughs) 
That's not conspicuous at all. We've okay. definitely seen that before. Okay. <laughs> I can tell from your tone that we are on the same page. And I thought I was on a different page when I saw this cutscene. I was like, what the flying hell is happening? Yeah, so we'll we'll find out more later, naturally. But yeah, that is... That's a dupe. Like, it's not supposed to be a thing. Uh, so mm. we were meant to be confused. <gasps> Good. But yeah, it's Sora's favorite charm. He made a promise. How could you forget Sora? Insert Larxene uh, being a beep. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Larxene's speaking the truth, though. Because she uh, she takes it and teases him with it, and he's like, ah, I'll kill you, give it back. And she's <laughs> like, ten seconds ago, you didn't even know what it was. Cue the uh, Michael Scott, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, does he not realize how stupid he's being? Like, uh. Nope. <laughs> so, he's super, super upset because it's a super special charm that only Nominee gave him. So, he's going to fight Larkseen to the death for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, we get our, our, our next organization fight. V. Larkseen, who's a and very... I still hate her. Yeah, she's definitely, um, she ain't no joke. She means business. So, she's super quick. So a lot of our attacks are just literally going to dash up or teleport next to you. So I don't know. She's very all over the place. It's a very erratic placement. She And she has some pretty actually very good slates. Like terrifyingly yep. good for probably, probably like a 45% through the game at this point. Maybe 50, maybe halfway. So I don't know. She, pulls, yeah. she doesn't pull any punches. She goes all the hell out. Yeah, definitely. Um... You know, stock up on a few zero cards, and then I would say shortcut them, just so you can break out of those slates. I just remember that you could shortcut cards, and my whole existence means <laughs> nothing now. Yeah, it's pretty handy. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it once we finish calm, but I have uh, a deck specifically made for boss fights. I should say for organization fights. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's the one that like, uh, oh, we beat the we beat the boss of the world, and then I save the conqueror's respite, swap to this deck, and I'm like, all right, who's the next fight? Yeah, that's the right call. The mega vault is oh, just it's just the giant thunder wall that's really hard to avoid, and her yep. teleport rush is just stressful. So just just break oh, the hell sure. out of them. So zeros all around. Also, she's like the first character I've dealt with where it's. Okay, I hit you once. I'm going to play another card while you're still stun-locked. I'm going to hit you again. And then maybe, yeah. maybe I'll hit you. And it's just like, I'm just suffering here. Give me a break. Yeah, so that, that's nice at least. Yeah. So, yeah, we end up beating her. She's like, you have conquered me. Here's the rest of the game. You <laughs> exactly. get more world cards. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. You, We too obviously know where the story goes as people. But... I don't know, the entire we want Sora to get to the end, but also don't at the same time. It's my biggest problem with this game, I think. <laughs> That's like, saying like, something. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's like... The threat feels real and not real at the same time. It, it kind of feels like it's really the organization story, because <laughs> they're the ones actually making moves, and like they have a plan, and Sora's just going along with everything. So yeah, yeah. like from that perspective, yeah, you want Sora to keep going forward, but then... From actual Sora's perspective, it's like, yeah, why why should we keep going <laughs> when these enemies who have tried to kill us a few times now 
they just keep handing us cards. <laughs> exactly. It's like, <laughs> like oh, why should we trust them? Oh, I'm going to turn my tail and run, but I'm also going to give you ways to access the rest of the dungeon or castle. Yeah, Sorry. like, does that not tip you off? Like, hmm, maybe this is somehow playing into their trap if I'm doing <gasps> the thing that they want me to do. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's dumb. But what's even more dumb to me is... Uh, Sora just going full aggro and the cutscene oh, that follows. Yes. He loses, he loses, loses Marbies. Yeah, no, he like starts swinging at the air all embarrassingly and Donald if you're like, okay, Sora's cracked. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I think even when we, we go to the next, uh, when we really go up the stairs, like Sora is like, kind of runs to the door and he's like motioning Donald and Goofy and they're kind of like, is this kid going to be Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Sora loses his mind, and then I lose my mind. So a lot of people defend Chain of Memory's story. They're like, oh, it's so interesting to see Sora angry. Like, this is a whole other side of his character that we never see before. And they like say, like, oh, it's interesting writing. I disagree. I think Ca uh, Chain of Memory's story is terrible. Because the whole game, Sora is just, he's just not in control of himself. And he's not of his right mind. So, like, when you see him, like, just acting crazy like this, like, he's so is unlikable. It, is it really Sora? Yeah, it's like, uh, okay, he's just acting like an idiot right now for nothing, basically. Like, yeah, he knows, like, what he thinks. He thinks what he's getting mad about is real, but we know it's not, so it's, like, frustrating to watch. It's, like, all fake, because it's just a manufactured, like, anger on his part, so it's not actually coming from anything based on his character. Like, it's all... It's all a ploy. <laughs> so, like, if it was him getting mad about, like, you know, Kyrie, like, we see in Kingdom Hearts 2, like, if he knew she was in danger, and, like, it was something we could relate to, because we also, theoretically, care about Kyrie. Like, okay, yeah, like, we're angry with Sora, but here, he's just freaking out over this imaginary girl that we've never even heard of. So it's just like, can you please calm down? All of Sora's actions in this game, like, we were just talking about, like, none of them are his own. And yes, I know there's a turn toward the end, but I also think that's really stupid. <laughs> so, like, this whole game, Sora's just unlikable. Like, he's, like, basically being brainwashed the entire game. So it's, like, you know, an episode of, of like, a show or something where it's, like, a mind control episode. And, like, the characters aren't acting like themselves. And, like, it, mm. he's basically just an entirely different character for this entire game. Well, I was about to say, what are we even really here for? And it is because... They, exactly! The, the King and Riku are here, but literally like Sora, we forget that that's, that's kind of the yeah. main purpose here, because it's... No, I mean, Naminé does her job. Uh, Naminé is best girl. Nobody else exists now. Only mm -hmm. Naminé all the time. Sora would do anything for Naminé. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just had to get that off my chest, because this it's is... Valid. This is the cutscene where I really lose my patience the game. I'm like, oh god, there's still seven <laughs> more floors of this. <laughs> yep. It's it's very out of character. Because literally yep. Sora is not entirely Sora right now. Yep. And I'm not saying like you can never have Sora act different. I'm saying the reason should be like actually important to his character. It should be something real. So, yeah, like I was just saying, this just all frames it as, like, oh, the organization's plan is moving along perfectly. So, like, I'm more invested in them and their schemes than Sora trying to find his friend. Exactly. It's all it's all according to Keikaku right now. Yeah. So, moving on, we get an appearance from Vexen. 
and Axel and Larsen basically tease him for being a, a lame science boy. Yeah, for literally coming out of the basement. <laughs> yeah, he's basically like the Meg of the organization, where they just all just terrorize him for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he kind of alludes to like, oh, my secret plan, and here we get a, a little tease of what that is with a, a lower leg in the corner of the screen at the end of the cutscene. <laughs> wonder who this specific set of overall pants belongs to. Could it be me? <laughs> so, yeah, now that Sora's all steamed up, I think it's time we cool off and maybe take a dip in Atlantica. That's a Atlantica joke. Here we go. So, yeah, we go from one costume change to a world where a costume change would make a lot of sense, but uh, it's recomp, so he said, no thank you, ma'am. Yeah, like, I guess if it was Mer Sora, like, that would just... It wouldn't make sense in the game, because then you could swim up and down, and then that would, like, break the levels, basically. A hundred percent, yeah. It's 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 not uh, unjustified, it's just very, very jarring. Yeah, it's weird. Literally, <laughs> literally saw it, there's a line that basically says, Hey, we're underwater, how are we alive? Yeah, like, it just it just trivializes the whole, like, under-the-sea aspect of Atlantica. Exactly. Where like, oh, I guess, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I would have liked if... So, the, the map itself and the, the world itself are the same as every other world. Uh, I don't think it would have, yeah. I don't know, play with the gravity in Atlantica a little bit. I think it would have been a nice mm. touch. That's, that, that's literally just my two cents talking right there. But other than that, it's literally just like every other world. So... Uh, <laughs> more of KH1 Atlantica, which is just uh, uh, blue, gray, uh, and green, blue walls everywhere. So here we go. Yep. Uh, on our way in, uh, we run into Ariel, who is. It's kind of interesting how they drop us into, um, like, so far along where she's, like, actively taking the trident. Yes. So it's kind of cool to meet her when she's, like, you know, mm. making a really dumb mistake, basically. And exactly. she's like, you never saw me, kid. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah, we're playing, we're playing catch-up. We're kind of thrust right into the middle of, like, okay, what's what's going on? As opposed to just from the beginning. Oh, here's the, here's the like, I don't know, Olympus always comes to mind of, like, look, there's a competition going yeah, on. We should go sign up exactly. for the competition. Like, things are already in motion. It's for us to kind of put, you know, try to catch up with where the story is at. Yeah. Give give me some stakes. Yeah, she has the trident, and she says, the, if they if anyone asks, you didn't see me, and then she just kind of swims away, and they're like, well, that was weird. Let's go follow her. <laughs> exactly. And then, yep, that's that's our cue to start exploring. Jimmy, 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 Chong. So, yep, you get get your C-Neons, your screwdrivers, your aqua tanks, and then, interestingly, we get Dark Balls much, much earlier than in Cage 1. Oh, so, yeah. That was kind of cool to see. I think it makes sense, because they're floaty boys, and they fit in with the Atlantica crew, but it was definitely like a, oh, crap! Yeah. yeah, in addition to that, we get Crab Claw, which, yes, I'm looking at your stats now, and I guess this one in particular, it's noticeably better, but it's just... It says the finisher's a B plus, which is pretty good. So you know, stack mm-hmm. it up to be your third hit. Exactly. Also breaks, uh, recovers from break pretty easily. It's always good. But yeah, it's it's a noticeable step up from our our world one blades. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. They can only get better from here. I actually forget if they get better from here, so we're gonna find out as we go along. Yeah. So just explore, do the thing you always do, and the key at beginning room you'll. You run to Sebastian, and then, yeah, I, I kind of 
skip this cutscene, so I don't really know what happens. <laughs> uh, Sebastian just has like a mental breakdown. No big deal. Don't worry about it. Uh, he's just very like you know, King Trident uh, entrusted me to protect. Not even protect Ariel, but he's like the Triton's gone. Uh, here's how we here's how we shield to the audience that we're not going to sing Triton. He's locked up in his room. We don't know where Ariel is. He's very yeah, concerned. I the Trident's that, like... gone. And I was like, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to put, you don't, you don't want to have to animate Trident. I see how it is, guys. Wink, yeah. wink. <laughs> and then okay. Sora Don Goofy like, oh, uh, well, that thing earlier, was that a Trident we saw that Ariel tried mm-hmm. to hide, but obviously couldn't because she, for various, for various reasons, she can't stuff the Trident into her bra. It's a, a little bit too big for that, unfortunately. Yep. Also not Disney approved, as I as I say those words out loud. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. They were like, okay, now we probably should go and find that mermaid girl, right? Right? Okay. Next room. There's not really much to go off of. But uh, we get our first Ursula appearance. Yeah, so this is kind of like the main cutscene where we find out... (laughs) It's weird. Ariel stole the trident because Ursula kidnapped Flounder, apparently. And I I just imagine like that scene of um, uh, Finding Nemo when Dory dangles the crab like above... The surface, like right in front of the seagulls. <laughs> Imagine that's what Ursula is doing with Flounder. Yeah. Like, mm, he's gonna die in the human world. And I just imagine yeah. her just like she ma- she makes holding like him a, above water. Yeah, because Ar- Ariel's like, I'm not sure if I want to give you the trident because you're evil. And she makes the joke, oh, while you're thinking about your fate, your friend is dodging fish hooks. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Ursula's, yeah, basically lays out all the cards on the table, like, look, toots, give me the trident and you'll get your little fishy friend. I think it's this cutscene when Sora, he has a line where he says, don't trust her. She's evil. You can see it in her face. And it's like, Mm -hmm. really? (laughs) You're the one who's trying to judge someone's character based on how they look? It's the first, yeah, the first time Sora made actual sense because... Ursula is like, she makes the line I just mentioned, and then she disappears. And then Ariel's like, oh no. And then Sora from off screen is like, don't listen to her. And her and Donna Goofy walk. And then, no, they all, the, the, the boys walk in. And they were like, uh, n- this, this ain't it. Nah. <laughs> yeah. So she decides, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, let's team up. So you can start getting Ariel cards now. So that's nice. Yay. I, I realized this with our most recent second batch of world cards. I hate the ones that come after the Key of Guidance. Like, either give me my friends at the beginning of the world, or after the first Key of Beginnings, please. Because I feel like I do most yeah, of my... Ex- yeah, I feel like I do most of my exploring uh, between right. Key of... Like, between Key Room 1 and 2. So before the boss fight. So, at like, at like for example, this. I think I used Ariel twice. Like, once in a fight and once in the in our Key of Truth boss sequence, but I was like, I couldn't tell you what Ariel does besides her spirally move, and I don't even know how it works, to be honest. Yeah, I don't, I actually don't remember using her, to be honest. So yeah, it's it's weird that you get her so late, so that's dim. <sighs> exactly. Oh, oh, something I forgot to mention, actually. We are now in the second batch of world cards, so we can, so maybe up until now, if you're, if you're also torturing yourself and playing Chain of Memories with us, you might get some different, uh, some different, you might every once in a while get a different key card. The room to rewards. Or key to mm. rewards. Yeah. 
So we they exist in the other worlds outside Traverse Town, but we can't really you can't really get the Keyed Rewards card until the seventh floor. Uh huh. And, yeah. un- and unlike the other key cards, it exists in your inventory outside. It's not it's not world specific, obviously. So mm. that's how you get into the reward the reward rooms in uh, the first batch of world cards. Is you have to leave and then go to those worlds and then go to there, make your way to their room of rewards and open the door. Mm, I see. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten any yet, so. <laughs> oh, I've been getting way too much. Interesting. You will not catch me backtracking. <laughs> so, next room is the Ursula boss. Yeah, she has a whole spiel about, ah, blah, blah, blah. I have the trident now. You're all fools. I can't believe you listened to me. Exactly. <laughs> Although she does give you flounder back, so that's nice. But it doesn't matter, because you'll yeah. all be dead. <laughs> exactly. But it's weird. Ariel's like, where's the proof that you can save flounder? And it just leads to her being like, you stupid you stupid girl, I have, I have your fish friend. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It just it stuck up very much to me. But she also does say very casually, where I'm going to send you, it's a one-way trip. And I was like, oh god. Oh god, she's going to kill us? Well, she has the same line in uh, the first game. She says something like, a one-way trip to the world of the heartless. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something like that. Or like, oh, like you won't be coming back. But same, same mm-hmm. effect. Okay. Ursula boss. Yeah, so... I think it's kind of cool fighting giant Ursula as a person. So you basically fight her tentacles instead of her. Very mm-hmm. reminiscent of another time we'll fight Ursula later. But yeah. mm-hmm. for now, uh, just play those cards right, kiddo. So, yeah, like I said, just keep uh, beating the tentacles. And then really, for me, I, I really relied on the gimmick card for this fight. It's, it's a good one, yeah. Yeah, because like, uh, you can't really attack her her face normally so the gimmick mm-hmm. uh stuns her like it always does but then it makes her wide open for attacks so that exactly. one was useful it's very similar to, it's yeah it's very similar to the oogie one that we really just did if like all right screw your the gimmick card says screw your gimmick let me punch you in the face yeah for both of them so yeah that's uh is, is 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 useful i feel like i would always get it like when i'm halfway done with her tentacles so i would just like get rid of the other tentacles, beat her in the face. When she would resummon that, I'd be like, don't you go, don't you go nowhere. Stay right here. It's very, yeah. The tentacles are, I mean, they don't really do much damage. It's Ursula does all the damage. She has like, she still has like her homing bubbles attack, which is pretty easy to avoid actually. So you don't really need to avoid it. You can just kind of hang out in the back of the arena, maybe dodge roll once or just like run away from them and they just disappear. Our other attacks, though, will F you up 10 ways to Sunday. There is, like... It's similar to Jafar's move that I died to. It's just, like, a beam attack, but it just shoves you in the back corner and says, I want you to take damage, like, four or five times and not be able to move. Cool? Does that sound cool? Cool. Yeah. But the nice thing is that all her attacks are... She has very high-value attacks, but they're super long animations. So if you want to get your slate or your zero to break it, you do have, like, an ample amount of time to be like, ah, like me, falling through my table, like, where's the zero? Where's the zero? Yeah, like, I I found that, um, yeah, like you just said, like, her attacks, like, have a lot of window for you to actually break them, so. That's nice, at least. But, yeah, you beat her, you get her card. I don't know Ooh. what it does, because I don't use the enemy cards. Half damage for magic attacks. 
So pretty situational. Yeah. I can see using it for like a, maybe a boss fight, like the boss fight that we're going to end on. But other than that, bit and enemies who have decks have like their blue cards or their magic cards, and then like you know when a blue rhapsody shoots ice at you, technically that's an ice or a magic move. But I don't know. I feel like it's pretty situational. So I would I would just ignore ignore Ursula. All right. So uh, we exit and then. Oh, look, it's Riku, except it's not Riku. Sure about that? This looks just like Riku to me. Yeah, and I've officially run out of patience for the game because Riku acts just as insane as Sora. And he's, like, so (laughs) obviously evil and, like, clearly, like, either not the real Riku or just Riku, like... Manipulated? Yeah, like, (laughs) there's no question. Like, he's not saying... He's not being doing it now. So, like, Sora's like, but he hurt my feelings. It's like... You, no, your first instinct should be uh, uh, okay, Riku. Who did this to you? Point me to them. I'll go beat him up for you, and we'll take you home. We'll, yeah. get, some, we'll get some McDonald's on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Riku definitely has it, it's it's Riku, but something's different now about yep. him. Uh, spoiler alert: This is the figure we saw at the end of uh, the last exit hall cutscene. It's Riku. Yep, and I don't know. He's he's he. he like you said earlier, he's kind of half a character, just like Sora is right now. He was like, how could you forget about Nominee? Go home, Sora. I'm the one who's going to protect Nominee now. Yep, and that's that's basically the extent of his entire dialogue for the rest of the game. So, get used that to That sounds it. about right. So yeah, eventually he reaches his breaking point, powers up, and it's time for a fight, baby. Alright, puts that, puts that lovely skirt, uh, hula skirt back on. Mm-hmm. It's dark, dark Riku fighting time. Yeah, so um, this is the point where I got Sonic Blade, so the rest mm-hmm. of the game is just autopilot from here on, so this fight was super easy, because I just spammed Sonic Blade, and he had nothing does for me. It, does it stun lock them enough to where they won't break it? Because Riku was the first instance of zero cards, I, I from my playthrough at least, so... Yeah, like if, if you hit him, he, he bounces back, and then you'll hit him again. Like, yeah, no, he, he can't do anything. He's powerless. Yay! <laughs> Maybe start, start using Sonic Blade now. Uh, yes, please do. <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah, I, 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 he literally had nothing for me, so I took him out pretty quickly. So I don't have too okay. much to say about he... this. <laughs> I did actually have a lot, of, not a lot of trouble. I had a little trouble with him, definitely. His... There's gonna be another Riku fight very shortly after, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. His like overhead move, where like he uh, kind of does a little hop and like slams the ground, is very easy. But he has, and I didn't even find really a good way to avoid it. It's the one where he kind of lunges at you, and then he always do like a follow up move after that, which sucks ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, like dodge rolling, either way never worked. Jumping sometimes because his thing is kind of an over, uh, you know, there's like a high hitbox to it. Sometimes I would still get hit. I never really found a good way to dodge the the attack that actually matters, but uh, I found this one to be pretty inconsistent. Also, he stuns you, which sucks a lot. Like, actually stuns you where, like, you can't move? Yeah, yeah, when, like, uh, hmm. who does the, like, the, uh, I'm not sure if you kind of black fungus is yet, because you have to make a black room for them. Yeah. But, yeah, they don't poise, they don't poison you anymore, they just, uh, you yep. know, like, Sora's like, Oh, uh, I think I'm just going to lose consciousness for about five seconds. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the stun animation, basically. Right. So he'll, 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 like, he'll combo you and then be like, Sora, what do you got? And Sora's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like, annoying. Uh, Sora, why? Why now? 
And then he also uses enemy cards when he gets pretty low. I know he, I've seen him use the shadow one for this fight. So his attacks, his attacks, his cards are powered up by one, which not huge, but also just makes him more annoying, obviously. Alrighty. So watch out for that angsty boy, everybody. But when you do win, you get your arrow card. So that's nice. First use of, well, for Sora, anyways, and yeah, first time in the series where Arrow's an offensive attack, like, deliberately, um, where it's a tornado instead of, like, it shields you, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I was thinking about it, RIP defensive Arrow, but I couldn't tell you if I liked original Arrow or redone Arrow more, to be honest. Oh, definitely original for me. It's my favorite spell in the first game. I think it's more... I think I like the original more just because it's unique. It's just not yeah, offensive magic. Exactly. So once you beat him, uh, much like when you fight him uh, for the first time in Hollow Bastion in Cage 1, he just turns tail and runs away. And and then Sora just mopes for like the next three hours. Well, oh, Riku. He's going through the whole dark side thing again. I thought we talked about this. I thought we got rid of Ansem. Mm-hmm. Maybe have you ever considered maybe Riku just doesn't doesn't like, like you because like <laughs> he's not really your friend. Yeah, like he's never really been nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was just very funny because we know we, we we know where Riku and Sora are as of 2021, but seeing going back and seeing their angsty relationship. I mean, teenagers be teenagers, but like the the kid stuff is very much like Sora. We're going to be best friends forever. And then, like, you know, KH1 of, like, haha, Sora, you're a dork. I'm the cool kid. Is this really, is this really your best friend? You're really inseparable at this point? Huh? Yeah, it's it's not a very strong foundation for a lifelong friendship. But I guess there weren't that many options on the island. Like, what, are you going to be best friends with Waka? <laughs> <laughs> so, while Sora's moping, Jiminy is like, all right, calm down. Riku's clearly, you know not right Something, something's <laughs> up kid yeah like we'll, we'll get through this you just have to be sensible so yeah i i just noticed that um just probably jimmy probably has the most screen time in this game of any so that's kind of cool to see where like you know he's pretty active in all the cutscenes. like he he has his two cents to weigh in um so yeah listen to jimmy you know maybe maybe you should bring him out more see what he has to say <laughs> he's got ideas yeah. too we keep saying they're a trio they're really Quadio. A quartet. There we go. Yeah. I couldn't think of the right I, I'm word. trying to think. Does he even have any does he even have any lines in Cage 3? I honestly don't remember. Oh couldn't tell we're you. gonna find out. I think he does, because <laughs> yeah. the gummy phone the gummy phone is like the journal, and I'm sure he has a line about like, oh well, this gummy phone, I can take my notes three times as fast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the seventh floor down. We're already halfway there. Halfway there. Halfway there. <laughs> Next up is Neverland. So, yeah. How about that? Oh, boy. Is it real Neverland? Is it going to be the actual Neverland? No. Oh! Surprise, surprise. It's, it's still Captain Hook's pirate ship. You're still stuck inside the effing Jolly Roger. Yeah, so they're really confused, because they're like, what's this giant ship? Why are we in it? 
And then Tink's like, you dumb idiots, just follow me, I know what I'm doing. And they're like, well, gosh, okay. <sighs> that's pretty much that. Yeah. But you do get Glide right off the bat, so that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah! I, 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 I was like, oh, we'll probably not get Glide in this game. I don't remember, really remember Glide too much. Yeah, me neither. And I was like, oh, sh- oh crap, we got Glide. Yep. So, fly around to your heart's content. We also get the Fairy Harp Keyblade, which is... Also just has a really nice break recovery. Um, everything else is kind of poop, though, so... Eh? Yeah, it's pretty pretty average. Not great, not not the best, not the worst. To co- continue my tradition of dunking on Fairy Harp, here we are. Mm-hmm. So, yep, here we are in Neverland, and... I actually thought it was funny. So I think this may be the only world that's actually better in Chain of Memories. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, it's basically the same world because it's just a bunch of pirate rooms. But at least here, like, they're yeah. kind of different. And it's also they're, much they're, yeah. bigger. So congratulations, Com. Exactly. You did it. Your Your entire world design is better than the worst world in Kingdom Hearts 1. <laughs> We did it! Woo! Uh, I actually really do like some of the weird, dumb interactables in uh, in Neverland. It had Neverland. It's just funny because I guess kind of makes sense. At least I'm not sure if it's me using these map cards, but I felt like for Neverland, a lot of my levels were very big from a vertical aspect. Like I think the the, the at least the unknown room that I started in, there is what there's like some barrels next to me. But there's like a staircase that leads to a second and then a third level. Yeah, Neverland was definitely noticeably uh, taller than the worlds that have come before it. Yeah, and it's funny because in original Neverland, I feel like we're cramped into a box so Mm -hmm. hard that this this almost feels like liberating. Going from Cage 1 Neverland and also coming from our other maps in Castle Oblivion, so... We'll 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 uh, we'll take the we'll take the wins where we can, I, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, we end up uh, in the the key of beginnings, and one of them remarks, "Oh, all these rooms look the same to me." And it's like mm-hmm. you're, you're just now noticing this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the game. Which is funny. One, I was like, "Ha ha ha!" How so meta of you? Although I did appreciate it. Which is funny because we just talked about how Neverland feels a little different, but go on, Donald. Keep keep thinking. Keep thinking thoughts. We um meet good old Peter Pan, that uh incurable prankster, and yeah, I actually didn't mind the story of this world so much. Um, because one, you got Donald ragging on Peter Pan. That's always good to see. You love to see it. <laughs> and yeah they're all like kind of reluctant to like follow him they're like this this guy is kind of a tool like maybe maybe we should just keep going <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah it's cool how he peter pan's actually more motivated to find wendy as opposed to the mm-hmm. first game where like like he wanted to find her but it was just kind of like I don't know. Like, here, you gotta get a sense that he does actually care about her. And then, uh, I thought it was interesting how they kind of explored, you know, Wendy wanting to go back to London, and then he's getting all huffy and puffy about that. So, like, I, I just feel like it kind of, like, captured, like, the movie a little bit better than Cage Exactly, one. yeah. It felt familiar. It felt very familiar, and I was like, wait a minute. In the first game, we don't cover any of this-ish. Yeah, like, it wasn't a total retread, because, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't really do this in the first game, so... 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that did bother me about this cutscene is when uh, they're talking about, oh, like, Tinkerbell's plan is she wants to distract the pirates by uh, making a big racket. Uh, so, like, Sora says, like, oh, yeah, like, that was her plan. And then Tinkerbell, like, circles around him, and then they're like, you must have read her mind. It's like, what What are you talking about? How did you get any of this? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, you just followed her, and then you got here. Like, nothing happened that would indicate, oh, yeah, Tinkerbell wants you to make a bunch of noise and to beat up things. <laughs> yeah, I... Okay, we started. Yeah, it's just more of that calm writing for you of, like, uh, yeah, just, just say something to move the plot along. It's whatever. It's fine. <sighs> but they decide to team up for now, and you get your Peter Pan friend card. Woo! And then, yeah exploring more eventually you'll find her and like i was just saying like she's excited to see peter but she kind of wants to go back to london because this whole pirate ship thing's kind of a drag and then yeah he kind of huffs and puffs and then he storms off so but wendy you're gonna grow up so i'm not sure about you but i think i passed the key of guidance to get to the key of beginnings so i I already unlocked the rooms, so, like, I had Peter Pan for no, for zero fights, mm. and then I immediately, I immediately lost him. Ah. Oh, wow. So, you, yeah, you lose the friend card, too. <laughs> well, it was, it was nice having you. <laughs> Useful! More like useless! So, yep. Yeah, after that, making our way to the Key of Truth, and then, of course, Hook makes his arbitrary, or his obligatory villain appearance, like, ah, oh, you thought you were gonna get off scot-free? Well, here's a boss fight for you, and you're like, okay, I see what's going on here. Yeah, fight Hook. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, I just spam Sonic Blade again, and works like a charm. Yeah, I pretty it much works. demolished him. Jesus. Now I, now I have to try using Sonic Blade. Oh, yeah, it it breaks the game. I do kind of like the initial sequence right before they fight Hook, even though, I don't know. I think I've just seen it so many times in my head to where I think I like... I'm not sure if it's Stockholm Syndrome or not, because playing through... This is the episode where I, I keep saying, an original calm! But I, as a kid, I had a lot of trouble with the Hook fight, because, because the arenas are much more limited on the Game Boy Advance, obviously. The presence attack was actually like pretty dangerous. Like, mm, yeah, I can see that. It's like so insignificant now in Recall. But uh, if you get hit by the presence, one well, they actually do do a good chunk of damage. So don't get hit by the prezies. But the presence, I think they had a lot of bounce to them. Like they stayed on the screen very long. Like um, I think I might be wrong. I think I always broke Hook's presence. So I don't think I saw them hit the ground but i feel like they hit the ground they just explode right then and there so get away from them mm-hmm. but uh on, on gba they would just kind of bounce around and, be, and it would basically create this almost a wall between you and a hook because they had a surprisingly high like arc to them so even if you try to be like okay i'm gonna jump now and the present like catches you in the foot and sora's like oh my legs Ugh. but here it's i wouldn't say pushover but hook is Hook's a pretty erratic boss fight. It goes from being... Well, you, you said you Sonic Blade him to death. Yeah. So, so you, don't, you don't even know! But I mean, um, that, that tracks with his Kingdom Hearts 1 fight, so... Yeah. So he uses a fair amount of, like, slates. Hook also uses a lot of enemy cards, which I was kind of vibing with, but also not at the same time. So he has, uh... 
I'm trying to think. There's one that is all zeros. I think that's the no, that's the the pirates. Like, oh, by the way, hey, we fight pirates and air pirates in Neverland. Uh, woohoo! They're they're very forgettable this time around, so we're just gonna ignore them. But uh, the pirate makes all your cards zeros, so you can break anything, but also anything will break you. So be careful. Well, it, it's this weird game of tug and war. Because he'll do something, you'll break it, and they, he has an immediate zero. So as long as he, like, it becomes this very odd back and forth that nobody really wins. So, I don't know. And then there's one that makes, it's the C Neon card, which makes all of his all of his cards random value. So literally, if you look at his card values, they literally, like, they, they're spun on a roulette. But only once you play a card do you know what value it is. So, it adds to the, uh... I guess like authenticity, but it's adds to the craziness that is Captain Hook. I would say, yeah, he is an all-around boss fight. He has a bunch of slates. His presence are his magic. He'll also close quarters the hell out of you, so uh, be careful. Or just use Sonic Blade. I recommend that approach. Or just use Sonic Blade. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you get his, you beat him, you get his card. His card is second chance, so you can survive a fatal hit three times. I was like, how do you survive? Cause, and also, he will use it. He'll use his own card, which I thought was pretty cool. But Hook also doesn't have a way to heal. Because <laughs> oh. it's, it's it works three times. So you'll get knocked down to one health. And then, well, as a player, as Sora, I should say. Or as Riku, but as a player. Uh, oh, I'm at one health now. Now I can use Cure or like I can heal myself. Yeah. And then, obviously, if you get that back and forth happens three more two more times, you're okay. But Hook doesn't have a way to heal. So... Your your fatal hit on him will just be like resisted, and he'll go down to one health, and then just gotta smack, like breathe on him again. Obviously. Yep. So yeah, you beat him, and then we get a nice little cutscene after Wendy says she'll never forget Peter, but he just kind of accepts that. Nah, they they all forget me once they leave. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I I made a note like one of the reasons I think the story in this world is actually pretty decent is. The whole memory theme actually makes sense here, because yeah, I mean that's what Peter Pan's about. Like, oh, like if you grow up, like you'll forget Neverland, blah blah blah. So like it's it it doesn't feel forced like it is in pretty much every other world. So that was nice. Then I mean yeah, just in general, it's a nice little theme or like message of sometimes you forget something, but it doesn't really go away. And I don't know who says it, maybe Jiminy or Goofy, but it, they said something like, oh, like or maybe Sora. It could be any one of those boys, but they say, like, oh, like, if a memory's, like, a really important memory just, like, goes to sleep in your heart, and then maybe someday you don't know what will wake it up or something like that, but, like, suddenly it'll trigger and it'll all come rushing back, and I was like, you know Mm -hmm. what? That's that's real life right there. (laughs) So it wasn't, like, forced, (laughs) like, here's our memory lesson for the day, everybody. It was, like, actually, like, no, this is, like, very natural and made a ton of sense for this world so yeah kudos the, yeah. the kudos have been dispensed uh good job we've, we've turned everland around somehow although yeah. it, the, the bar was very low um and i feel like for that scene you just mentioned i feel like it's zoomed out to show the ship so i don't think you even see the characters actually who's talking but i think like there's i think i, I don't mm. want to say it's sora but mm-hmm. uh, uh lesson is lesson yeah so yeah Ends on a nice little note. And then um, Peter has this interesting line where he says, uh, I can't wait to see what you look like grown up. 
And I wonder mm-hmm. if that was like a nod to him being a summon in Kingdom Hearts 2, because then the next time Peter Pan does see Sora, um, you know, he's grown. <laughs> At least a year has passed, yeah. Yeah, like I wonder if, you know, that was another line that maybe that's exclusive to Recom. I don't think it is, but I, t- <laughs> I, I didn't read Because if it's not, that's just a weird it. thing to say. <laughs> I can't see what well, you look a- like grown up. Like that, that's kind of... <laughs> Imply well, something. Like that. <laughs> uh, I, I think it just leads like I'm taking Wendy home. She doesn't want to be here. She wants to. One, she just want to be captured and live in a oh, pirate well, ship forever. What's he saying that to Wendy or Sora? <laughs> no, he's saying it to Sora. But I think oh, okay. I think it, it ties into like taking Wendy home so she can age naturally and become a person. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, I think he just turns around to Sora too because that's the that's the theme of our conversation we're having is like. Bye, Sora. One day we'll see each other, and I can't wait to see what you look like. Because Peter Pan has all of a sudden done a 180 and accepted the fact that his friends don't actually like him. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's weird. Even at the beginning of the, the Hook fight, uh, Hook's like, I found you, you're friends of Peter Pan. And Sora's like, are, hey guys, are we are we really Peter Pan's friends? And Donald's want to be like, mm, I don't think so. We're, we're not with him. <laughs> so after that, Tinkerbell decides... Uh, yeah, no, this Peter Pan does suck, so I'm gonna hang out with you guys if that's okay. So you get a Tinkerbell yeah. card, yay, but it's just a four. Also, f- so. Yeah, also forgot she was a summon. I used it once. It's just summon Tink and then mash triangle to recover HP, so. Mm, interesting. Uh, it's very, it's it sounds pretty good, but just need a better version of it than this Yeah, one. but that's not all, because Tink brought a friend, and for <laughs> some reason... Just a Moogle collapses on Donald. <laughs> it's like, what? I forget. Donald says something. He says something very smart-ass. Like, Donald's a smart-ass, I mean. But he says something very, I don't know, very like, tongue-in-cheek, and all of a sudden a Moogle just falls on top of it. <laughs> yeah, like, I I was so confused. I was like, wait, is this going to be, like, a whole, like, thing of, like, oh, you've got the Moogle card or something? But no, it was just... <laughs> I don't... As soon as he came, he was gone. <laughs> Exactly. So I, I in, in the moment it feels so like very meta, but I guess there are Moogle. We've seen Moogles in Kingdom Hearts before. It's just very weird, and also to see Moogle just drop out of nowhere. But we've been really making Moogle shops this entire game, so yeah. it's not f- as far fetched as I think it is. But at the moment, it's just like what the flying f is going on around here? Yeah. So that's Neverland, everybody. Time for the exit hall. No, wouldn't you know it? It's more Riku. Great. That's another dark Riku fight right after the first one. I hate it. Yeah, no, that's pretty annoying. Yeah. In, I don't know, I'd like, compared to the first batch of world cards, the second, the first one, mind you, there are less in the second one, but there was like a boss fight or like some meaningful interaction every other floor, basically. Yeah. Now Riku's like, it's Riku again, which... He also starts off with, go home, Sora. I don't need you anymore. One, Sora's very motivated to be here. Two, can we even, can we even leave? Can we go back home? Like, literally, Goofy's like, guys, I don't think we should be here. And the door's closed when we enter Castle Oblivion. Yeah. Can we even leave? Yeah, no, his whole dialogue, his entire cutscene is just so insufferable to me. Because it's just the Ugh. same. You never cared about me. Uh yeah. You don't care about no. You don't care about anything. Oh, I'm saved. I'm just, you're worthless. Get out of my life. And it's just like, yeah. Sh- shut up. <laughs> so yeah, I can't stand Riku in this game. Yeah, 
Or can we? We'll see. Um, but yeah, he even makes he makes a line at like, "Do you even remember the other kids?" Yeah. And I think I I think I had a note earlier. I think I might have taken it out. Maybe it's coming up actually. There, I don't know. I feel like we haven't really reflected on how. I mean, I guess you can't remember what you what you've forgotten. But I feel like most of our characters, are, besides like Larkseen, eh, like triggering the hell out of Sora, like we're still like we don't go up a floor and like who the hell is this Donald character that keeps following me around? Like I feel like the memory loss isn't really prevalent. Like it's on the forefront whatsoever. Sakura so is like you don't even remember the other kids, and Sora's like, oh, you're right, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It feels kind of it feels kind of ham fisted. It's just like, eh, don't forget, we're forgetting everything. Sora. Yeah, kind of, kind of just comes out of nowhere. Uh, and he even has the audacity to be like, "You don't remember, and I don't remember, but I don't remember, but also don't care because I'm the bad boy." Oh yeah, yeah. All this to say, uh, shut up and let's fight. Basically, yeah. <laughs> he's he's just egging you on. Yeah, if it's a fight you want, it's a fight you'll get. Uh, I hate this fight so much. I had a lot of trouble. I uh. Mm. I had a lot of trouble, but did you just Sonic him to death? Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's that's gonna be my answer for every boss fight from now on. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, you can just assume, unless they can fly in the <sighs> air, in which case I'll I'll use a a slate that's more appropriate. But yeah, for now, Sonic Blade, every day, okay, seven days a week. Yeah, okay. So yeah, Dark Riku Two is similar but also different because. It's basic. It's almost like Dark War Riku from his final fight in Cage uh, One, where he's like, you know, the, the screen darkens and he has like Uber moves now. Um, so like his little harmless like overhead chop becomes uh, one of his most basic attack, and it sends out like the energy uh, line attacks in, in like a V shape. So it's actually annoying. Uh, I also made the note that he forgot what his friends look like, but he remembered how to use slates, so he's gonna start using. A bunch of slates that are very similar, again, to his Dark Aura move. Uh, his Dark Aura from <sighs> from KH1. The Helm Splitter, he just jumps a bunch and then does, like, a line attack. But very similar to our dark, the Dark Aura from KH1. Jump and glide. Just don't be on the ground. I got hit with the final hit of that by accident, like, a few times. And it does an insufferable amount of damage and, and hit stun. So, hmm. just, uh, just don't. Um, besides the fact that it's very annoying, I don't really have much comment, <laughs> many comments besides that. Um, I did, and this is, this is the true power of Donald. Never forget that Donald is an important character. I think I got, I think I stacked three Donalds here, and I got Blizzard twice. Or Bl sorry, it would have been Blizzaga, actually. It did take away, like, almost two health bars, so Ooh, I, nice. I feel like I cheat. I feel like I cheated the... The boss fight but i was like no no we take this there's no such thing so yeah you beat him and then he runs away again but uh yep. you get the magnet spiral slate so that's pretty cool i guess it's not as good as sonic uh, blade <laughs> now we're gonna what's it we uh we compared everything to divine rose once we got divine rose mm -hmm. last game i mean pretty much yeah <laughs> okay now we gotta compare every slate to sonic blade um, so then we cut to a quick scene of Axel and Nomine, and I don't know, you like get a hint that Axel doesn't really want to be using Nomine, but he's just kind of dealing it to do it. Mm -hmm. And then he like, he kind of, I don't know, maybe it's like some sort of weird, like, psychological trick he's playing, but he like tries to like 
act like he's on our side of like oh like we nobodies like he like talks about them like they're the same like oh like we'll yeah we'll never know what it is to feel or you know something like that mm-hmm. uh, very classic yeah. nobody dialogue so yeah we, we, get, we get the nobody name drop yeah well, with the capital n i should say so that that raises a flag for those of us who uh, haven't progressed or beyond calm or those of us who are playing this for the first time too yeah uh, I don't know. It feel it feels like I don't know. I, I have the exact same feeling of I don't know what Axel's kind of jiving for. Yeah. Uh, I did have the I did have the very thought of Axel as like that girl's been sitting in the corner for the past twenty hours. Should we go talk to her? Yeah, I get the feeling of like he's just using her as an outlet to say what he really thinks because mm-hmm. she's pretty neutral in all this. So yeah, as we'll uh, we'll get to at some point. But yeah, that's that. Yeah, cut to Sora being sad because he doesn't know why Riku doesn't like him anymore. And then, <laughs> yep. Like I, I think it's in this cutscene where he's like, "Oh, but we both like Namine. And we're fighting for her. Why are we fighting for each other?" And then mm-hmm. they finally convince him, like, "Oh, that that's not the real Riku. You don't. It'll be fine. Don't worry. We'll we'll just yeah. We'll just beat him up a few times. I'm sure that'll that'll fix everything." It happened in the last game. Yep. Mind you, he also ended up in hell. The equivalent of hell, but hey, we'll get Riku through this these trying times. We'll offer instead of offering him an egg, offer him a keyblade to the face. Mm-hmm. And then he ends on the, the the inspiring line of "Yes, the three of us, we've always been together. Me, Riku, and Namine." <gasps> dun dun dun! Kyrie has officially been replaced. Thrown in a dumpster. No! It's blonde season, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to uh, search in my notes to find it. Uh, at the end of Olympus Coliseum, we mentioned we really mentioned we can never forget Hire Kyrie. So I really specifically went back to be like, "Yep, okay, this is gonna sure we're gonna this, this will come up later." Yeah, I should say end of Olympus the the exit hall for the third floor. Yeah, for us is Olympus. So yeah, that's that. So we've been talking a lot. So we are going to wrap up this episode here. So I have more to say next time, where we'll be revisiting mm-hmm. the Hundred Acre Wood. Is it worse or better than Kingdom Hearts One? We will find out. <laughs> so yeah, that's another batch down. We'll we'll see where we land next episode. It'll probably take us two episodes to finish up Sora's story at this rate, or two more mm-hmm. anyway. So yeah, stay tuned. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please don't forget to like, review, rate, and subscribe. And to share with a friend. It's such an important memory. You'll never forget it. Exactly. <laughs> That's that. Uh, we are uh, we are in the thick of it. Yeah, here's your uh, here's your warning, folks at home. This is what we, this won't be the last time I say in the original chain of memories. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it's like or Hundred Acre Wood anyway. I don't know how that's handled in the Game Boy Advance version. So yeah, we'll talk <laughs> about it. We'll find out next week. Alrighty, thanks a lot, everyone. Alrighty, to the ninth floor we go because we still don't have a gummy ship. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bye bye, everyone.